Hi, everybody. Welcome back in here as we have we, we've gotten to the five o'clock portion of the program really fast today. Uh, very good to have you here and very good to have our next special guest with us. He's here with us at this time every Thursday. It's third district Congressman Jim Banks. Congressman Banks, how are you, sir? Hey, Pat. Good to be with you. Nice to have you here. So now I don't know if you've looked at your schedule or not, but even though I'm in D.C. next week for the Hold Their Feet to the Fire event, uh, broadcasting from the Fox News building, uh, rather than at the 508 portion of the program, uh, your your uh, your office manager and I plugged you in at 538 for a couple reasons. I wanted you to be the last special guest I have that day. I wanted your words to still be resonating with our audience as we go off the air. And I wanted you to be with me so we can go to dinner and use your credit card. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> He, I don't he, get to say yes or no here, do I? No, I see, he's kidding. laughing as if I'm kidding. Uh, Congressman, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I, you know, I just left a, a very emotional roundtable. Maybe, maybe one of the most emotional things I've done uh, since I've been in Congress with uh, mostly moms of, uh, of sons or daughters who have died of fentanyl poisoning. Right. Had. I mean, that, fentanyl is now the leading cause of death, as you know, of Americans Americans aged. 18 to 45 and if you add up all of the deaths in that in that age range of 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 people who have died from suicides or covid or for other reasons fentanyl is killing more than all of them combined yeah isn't that amazing how much of a crisis this is in america so the democrats aren't doing anything about it because they know it's their border policies that's allowing fentanyl to flood into this country like we've never seen before and because they're not holding hearings on it, I use my mantle as chairman of Republican Study Committee, gathered together uh, several of my, my colleagues, and we invited a dozen of these moms and, and some others to come and tell their stories. And I, I just walked out of that. I'm, I'm still, I'm still uh, shaken by the, the stories that I've heard. So it's been a, it's been a, it's been a challenging day, challenging uh, to hear those stories, Pat, but I'm determined as ever to do something about it. Well, I'll tell you, about a year and a half ago, here in this studio, and you, you've you been in here with me, the end of our broadcast table, where you've sat talking to me before, I had three mothers there about a year and a half ago. One of them, Teresa Jewelrat, who you had with you today on Capitol Hill, and when she talks about um, what happened and losing her son, Christopher, um it, it is gut-wrenching. I mean, it is absolutely gut-wrenching. And yet, she's unstoppable. She is absolutely determined to tell the world what happened to her son. Her words to me, with tears in her eyes, were, I know what's happened to my son. I know it can't be undone. But anything and everything I can do to make sure it doesn't happen to other people's sons, that's what I need to do. And all the while, when Donald Trump told us we've got to stop this stuff at the southern border because um, it's going to destroy us, when Donald Trump said the worst problem in our country is what's happening with fentanyl and drugs that are coming from China through our southern border, and the left just laughed at him, now that the problem is there, it's obvious that it's there, it's obvious that this is what he warned us about, and they're still not listening. Yeah, uh, uh, that's that's exactly right. I mean, Teresa Julerette, uh such a powerful story. I was, I was so, so proud of her to come and speak to a dozen of my uh, colleagues, members of Congress, and tell that story and talk about just how much uh, isn't being done in this country to stop the flow of fentanyl into, our, into America. Also, I had Nate Mollering, who's 
with Fort Wayne Recovery. Right. Uh, he came out to talk about his personal story and overcoming uh, addiction himself. And and uh, now now he works for Fort Wayne Recovery in Allendale, and he's able to help others. So so powerful to have two of my constituents uh, come and talk, but then hear from these moms uh, from all over the country and what they've dealt with. You know, I heard uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, last week say uh, that 300 Americans die every single day to fentanyl poisoning, and yet the, the Biden administration isn't doing anything about it. They won't even talk about it. Because remember, when, when they opened the border, when he, the day he came into office, that allowed the cartels to push fentanyl in like never before. So they, they're, they're turning a complete blind eye to it. But 300 Americans today, and Kevin McCarthy said this, I thought it was really powerful. He said, that would be like a plane crash happening every single day for a year and killing 300 people a day in a mm-hmm. plane crash and us just not doing anything about it. And that's exactly what's happen- happening in America today. You have, a, you have an administration and the Biden administration and Democrats in Congress who won't even talk about it. They won't, they won't sign on to bills that, that I've introduced, that other Republicans have introduced, because they know it's their policies at the border that have allowed, allowed this to become such a crisis in America unlike ever before. And that's the shameful part of it. And I, I, I hope that the roundtable I hosted a little bit ago is a wake-up call for my colleagues. I'll tell you, Pat, just real, real quickly, one, one mom brought... Thousand, a, a copy of thousands of obituaries of Americans who have died over the last year. She photocopied all of them off. She said, I, would send, I wanted to send these to the White House, but I know they would ignore them. Would you guys take them to Joe Biden uh, as members of Congress? And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Me, me and the, my colleagues who were there today, we're going to take those obituaries and write Joe Biden a letter and go drop them off at the White House. Maybe that will get his attention. Yeah, so, so she made these thousand copies of obituaries just from the last year of deaths because of these drugs that come across our border. And she's asked you, and you're actually going to take them to the White House. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to go, I'm going to go drop them off at the White House and and, and uh, demand that Joe Biden uh, receive those obituaries and, and understand that what his policies at the border have done to allow this to fuel such a, such a, a giant crisis in this country. You know, Pat, as you know, I've been to the border. I've, I've been there a handful of times. And when you, go, when you go there and you talk to these Border Patrol agents, they tell you the Biden uh, border policies have created a situation at the border where the Border Patrol agents are processing migrants who are coming across the border like un- unlike ever before. And they no longer have the resources at all to stop drugs from flowing into the country, especially fentanyl. So it's, it's, the, it's the Biden border policies that have fueled this crisis and uh, that 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 has that has to come to an end uh, to address uh, to address this. Just like you know, Donald Trump when he talked about building the wall, that was that was less about stopping illegals from coming into right. the country and more about stopping right. drugs and the cartels from trafficking, uh, uh, human trafficking, everything that they would would uh, push over the border. So that's what the wall was about, and that's why it's also shameful that. That uh, Joe Biden stopped his first action as president was to stop construction of the wall, and that's that's fueled this crisis at a rate uh, that's unimaginable. Well, and and let's talk about this when when you have the the position that the president and his friends take on firearms, for example, uh, a lot of that is because of money that flows from his leftist friends 
who who you know they want they'd love to defund the police, but you know they also want to stop guns from being out in the public for people like you and like me to have the ability to carry them to protect us and protect our families. And you, it's pretty easy to follow the money on that. How do you follow the money on this? Who is it? What What's the financial uh, propagation here that would make sense to just keep letting the fentanyl come? And I, I'm just going to ask you, Congressman, what would the, what would the sense be except that somehow it benefits China? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, fentanyl is coming from China, so our biggest adversary is pushing this stuff to the border because you know the cartels can flush it over the border. Uh, at, at such a big rate, and China's getting rich over it. I don't think the cartels are giving Joe Biden money or Joe Biden for president or the Democrats campaign money. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is the cartels are richer than they've ever been before mm-hmm. as well because of these policies. So I, I don't know about as much about following the money as it is these Democrats are, have been so hell-bent on reversing anything, anything good that Donald Trump did for our country and, the, and, and, and that's the bottom line. I want to underscore this. The Trump border policies worked. And yes, the they Biden, worked. When Biden, when Biden came into office as president and reversed all of those policies, he created a situation at our southern border that turns every state into a border state. And every community in our district and every district around the country is, uh, is feeling the, uh, the effects of the, the drug epidemic, the fentanyl crisis in our country and the and the democrats won't do anything about it that that's the part forget republican democrat forget right left forget i like donald trump i hate donald trump forget all that nonsense when it becomes more than obvious when you listen to people like mrs jewel rat and you see and, and, and her story is compelling because it's her genuine true story and you can tell it when you hear it uh but when you see that and you hear that I, I just want to look at Democrats and people on the left and some Republicans that are just brain dead, to be honest with you, and just say, how is it that you don't want to do anything about the border when you've got living proof? In fact, you even have dead proof right in front of you of what it is that can happen to our young people because of what happens at the border. And, and Congressman, they can say whatever they want. They can do whatever they want in ads. There is no answer to that question that's good enough. Yeah, they're, they're, that's right. There's no answer that's good enough. And and I heard two or three of these moms this afternoon, again, moms who lost a, a son or a daughter to a fentanyl um, uh, uh, poisoning. Uh, they, they kept saying that. They weren't there as Republicans. They weren't there as Democrats. This isn't a red issue. It's not a blue issue. It's a red, white, and blue issue. It's going to take all of us to address it and solve it. I'm telling you, you have a president of the United States and a party in power and 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 our Congress, who are completely ignoring fentanyl, they won't even say the word fentanyl because they don't want to talk about it because they know it's their policies is fueling the crisis. And that that's again that's the that's the total shame of it. When Republicans get back the majority, Pat uh, Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise and the leaders in our party, we've been talking at length about bills that we can pass when we get the majority back that we can put on Joe Biden's desk. To address this crisis, it has to include uh, uh, efforts to secure the border and stop this stuff from being being uh, trafficked over the border. But the other things that we can do to to strengthen some of the the uh, the penalties for those who who traffic fentanyl. I, I introduced a bill today, Pat, that that deals with uh, that would increase substantially the penalties against those who 
uh, disguise uh, fentanyl as candy and then and then try to push it on our kids because yep. that's becoming a crisis in yep. our country now. So. Uh, those are the kind of bills that we got to pass when we get back the majority. Well, right and now, I will tell you this, from me to you, the people that do that, that would actually do something which they know would entice children and would kill children, hell is not hot enough for some people. And those people qualify for that distinction. Congressman, I've got to run. Thank you for having this panel, this roundtable today. I appreciate you doing that. And I know that uh, I know that Ms. Jewel Rat, um, Jennifer, is, is an amazing voice. Teresa is an amazing voice for that. And I appreciate you having her. I will look forward to seeing you uh, next Thursday as I'm there at the Fox News building there in Washington, D.C. as my last interview on the last day. And my uh, my dinner card is wide open. I'm just saying. Uh, so, <laughs> Congressman Banks, as always, sir, I appreciate you for being here. Thank you very much. Thank you, pal. See you next week. Yeah, thank you very much. He seemed a little noncommittal there at the end. Back straight ahead. This is Pat Miller on Mobile 1190 AM, 107.5 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.